0: Hello from the BBC, I'm Rich Preston with a roundup of the latest developments on the war in Ukraine. It's day 20 of Russia's invasion and several cities across Ukraine have continued to see heavy bombardment. Residential buildings were again hit in the capital, Kiev. The BBC's Lise Doucette is there. There were several blasts. They shook the centre of the city at about 5am, about the same time as every day, but these lit up the city. They even rattled windows. When an army tries to move into a city... What do you first strike? Densely populated edges. So, what is the image of Kiev now? Residential apartment blocks on fire. Three residential buildings, nine stories, sixteen floors, ten story. A house. A metro station. Our correspondent Abdulgelil Abdurrasilov visited one of the blocks which was hit. There were a lot of speculations whether the Russian troops would be willing to do that because the capital of Ukraine has a symbolic value for them as well with all those Orthodox churches. However, the site like this suggests that the Russian troops are ready to use brutal force in order to take Kiev. Air raid sirens have also been sounding in other parts of the country, including the central city of Uman. That's where the BBC's Sarah Rainsford is. A very nervous time for many people here right across this country. And even here in Uman, where we are now, where, you know, it's a beautiful sunny day, there are people out and about. You know, It kind of, apart from the air raid siren that you can hear in the background, it kind of feels a little bit normal, but... Even so, we were just speaking to a woman who just happened to be on the bench next to us, whose mother is stuck in Chernigov, which is under attack. She herself got out a week ago. She's desperate to get back there. She's desperate to know how her family are. So, you know, it's not normal. Nothing is normal here anymore. The prime ministers of Poland, the Czech Republic and Slovenia have been visiting Ukraine to show their support for the country. They travelled by train crossing the Polish-Ukrainian border. Poland's deputy foreign minister Marcin Szydacz spoke to the BBC. This visit is a sign of solidarity. We just want to show to the um, Ukrainian administration, to President Zelensky, to Prime Minister Schmehal, that he is not alone that he can count on us, on his neighbours, on the Central European countries, but also on the entire European Union. This war is not over and we hope that uh, Ukraine will succeed in uh, prevailing and uh, protecting their security and their independence. Their visit came on the same date that the European Union unveiled further sanctions on Russia. Here's the BBC's Jessica Parker in Brussels. More oligarchs and people who spread so-called disinformation will be added to the list of individuals subject to EU asset freezes. Sources have told the BBC that list will include Chelsea football club owner Roman Abramovich, who's already been sanctioned by the UK. There'll also be a ban on exporting luxury goods, such as expensive cars and jewellery, to Russia. Also, restrictions on the import of Russian steel products and on new investments in the Russian energy sector. But Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, has called on European countries to do more in the way of sending weapons to Ukraine. He was speaking via video link to a meeting of the Joint Expeditionary Force, which included representative countries near Russia, including Finland, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Mr Zelensky said other countries need to do more to help Ukraine fight the Russians because otherwise, quote, they will come for you. He also called again for a no-fly zone to be imposed over Ukraine, something NATO has repeatedly rejected. The United Nations says the number of people fleeing Ukraine has now passed three million. Most of them have gone to Poland, which has now taken in more than 1.8 million people. But officials say resources there are being stretched. Matt Saltmarsh is with the UN Refugee Agency in Poland's capital, Warsaw. The pressure is, is really building and it has built. There is a lack of of housing, social services are coming under pressure Local authorities, mayors, we heard from the mayor of Warsaw last night and the deputy interior minister, both of them were saying that Poland needs more help from its neighbours and it's going to need it very, very soon. Meanwhile, in Russia, rights activists say they're concerned for the safety of a journalist who interrupted a live TV news bulletin to protest against the invasion of Ukraine. Marina Ovsianikova ran behind the newsreader, carrying a sign reading "Stop the war! Don't believe the propaganda. They are lying to you here." She's now been arrested. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky praised her actions. I am grateful to those Russians who do not stop trying to convey the truth, to those who fight disinformation and tell the truth, real facts to their friends and loved ones, to those who are not afraid to protest. Those are the latest developments on day 20 of Russia's invasion. I'm Rich Preston at the BBC.